Reading the Play is Australia's favourite source of NRL and horse racing tips. Our professional analysts provide the sporting enthusiasts with the best of the best. Get the best professional tips and previews from our tipsters direct to your phone. Readingtheplay.com. Righto, let's go to uh, Friday night first game. It is the Eels. Uh, it went so close last week uh, up against the Sharks, who were thinking maybe they get their Dally M winner back. They don't. So that is the key, isn't it? Uh, uh, Sean Russell serving his suspension and is available. So uh, he comes in for Isaac Lumi Lumi. Uh, and so that's the only change to the Eels 17. Wade Graham out because he did challenge that. He's out for four weeks. Uh, Royce Hunt comes in for uh, Jack Williams, who's out with a head knock. Uh, so that was the elbow injury there. Connor Tracy in for, for Wade Graham there. So, again, this is a, an interesting... I thought they played well, the Sharkies, but didn't get the cash against the Rabbits. They did, and the, the Eels... Uh... They played well, and then obviously Cam Munster dragged the storm over the line there, which, um, you know, when you've got a team like the Eels, where I think a lot of people were writing them off, probably a few of us included in the preseason, and they've got a game or an opportunity to go down there and, and, and get a result, first game of the season against the storm side, and they just come up short. It'll be interesting how that sort of flows through the mentality if they can't get the job done this weekend, where they're $1. fifty-two favourites, Cronulla two fifty-five. And five and a half is the line. There has already been support at the plus. The uh, Sharks have been backed into $1.85 with the Eels out to $1.95. And 40 and a half is the total points. I think early in the season, this is a, a crucial game for both of these sides because, uh, yeah, one of them is going to go 0-2 and, and uh, both of them wouldn't have uh, expected that at the start of the season. Well, when you're handicapping games, it's all about opinion and, and then numbers and, and alike. But, gee... I'd love to get hold of the calculator that some of the market setters have used this week on a couple of these games because I just can't get close to some of the positions. And this is one of them. I've been against the Eels since the start of the season long term. Uh, I think they've got major problems in the middle. Uh, I know they've got Lane and Matheson and Brown out, but uh, their strength either side of the ball uh, in the middle was showing up against the Storm. And let's not forget, the Eels were at home. The Storm had nine outs. They lost Munster for a fair part of that game and or Munster being able to play at his best and got beat. Um, yes, it might have been in golden point time, but they had a lot of opportunity to put that game away and couldn't and didn't. And I just thought it showed up a lot of my longer-term concerns around where I think they've got some issues. Um, they were poor in making yardage. They got trampled in, uh, uh, in defence through the middle. Um, in particular, when they've got rotations, they've got a major problem long time. They're really going to miss Oregon Confuci, uh, who I thought was coming to the fore for them last year. Sharks out of a good quality game, as we just touched on, against a good opponent. It's a strong form line. They made 14 errors, which is very unlike what they do. In particular, Molan and Moylan missed nine tackles, very unlike what the, the uh, Sharks normally like to do. A few things that they can fix up. They've got a good record against the Eels. It's a cross-town game, so there's not a lot of travel in it. Listen, I, I, I had the Sharks small favourites, so um, I want to be all over the five and a half. It just looks way, way too generous for mine. Um, I think the Sharks can win outright. I thought the Sharks at the start was a nice bet. Uh, a couple of things there. So you're saying the people working for Tristan are plonkers. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Jared, That's what I heard. That, did Mate. you hear that? I heard that, Tristan. <laughs> and the worst part, Jimmy, is that I set the line, so I think I'm not <laughs> working. 
Yeah, I no, 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 listen, I love them. I'm sending them a crate of champagne. Just keep putting them up the way they are. And and, and then the other thing that's uh, very disconcerting for me is that I'm, I'm now two games in and I'm agreeing again with Jared. So I, I looked at this as a head-to-head option for the Sharks. I know, I know no Nico, but Braden Trindle, I thought, was one of the Super. top five players on the field uh, in that game against the Rabbitohs. I thought he was excellent. Um, Moreland was a problem. Like, you know, and Fitzy won't put up with that. You know, no. more, he was, he became, you watch that game and he missed so many tackles. He immediately becomes a spot player yep. that, that people are going to get at. Um, and so that's his challenge for this weekend. Beyond that, I was really impressed with the Sharks. Jimmy, just on that, he's changed the bench this week and brought Tracy onto the bench. And I think there's a little hint there that uh, I, he may well start with Moylan, but uh, I, that's where the focus is going to be. And, th- you know, three misses is bad at six, let alone nine. Yeah, and and some key ones too, right? That that for tr- for tries and and so forth. So um, that that's the concern. Um, here's the other concern that I have for the Parramatta Eels. Uh, this circus with Mitchell Moses and his contract. You cannot tell me it is not having an impact because he got agitated during the course of the week. He was asked legitimate questions. Well, hang on, you put a t- you put the time on us. Like you, you know, no one no one said other than you. Oh, I want to get it done. Oh, I'd like to get it done. Now you're talking in semantics. And now you're distracting yourself and you're distracting everyone. At the, during the course of that game, you, you watch from the 70-minute mark to the 84th-minute mark, just when you needed Mitchell Moses, the $1.2 million player, to stand up and take control of the game, like Harry Grant did, like Cameron Munster did, like Nick Meaney tried to do for the Melbourne Storm. He was not cited. And don't worry, Dylan Brown wasn't cited as well too. So so that's the concern. And, and it's got to have an impact on the side. I love the Sharkies at the plus five and a half could actually entertain them head to head. What are they head to head? They're 250, aren't they? 255, yeah. 255, yeah. Um, and, and, and Jimmy, just on that point, the analyst made a very good uh, point on your show yesterday and a man who would be very close to some of the noises in the background that, you know, is Moses having a good look at is this the right team for me to stay with into the first opening weeks of the season before I sign a contract? Is the new number nine the right man for me in the next couple of seasons? And or what's happening with our list? Or uh, is there a little little bit of bargaining going on around whether it's a four-year deal or a five-year deal and who offers what and alike? But you're 100% right. If this is not having any impact, I'll give up. The other point that was made in the in one of the commentary last weekend uh, by Michael Ennis, and it was a, a very good point, is that uh, the number nine for the Eels has a little bit of an issue passing on one side of his body. And yes. that's that certainly was an impact on Moses. And there were times where he did not get the ball and there was clear frustration or he didn't get the ball quickly. And that's the other thing too, right? How much is that is, this is what the coach tells me to do, and how much is it personality? Like, he's a very strong personality, Josh Hodgson, isn't he? If he yeah. thinks, no, I see something down a right-hand side or a left-hand side or wherever he happens to see something, he's taking it. Maybe Reed Marnie is more team-focused, says, recognises, okay, well, you know, Mitch Moses calls the ball, I give the ball to Mitch Moses. It's, it's a really interesting dynamic, and that's how important it is between dummy half and first receiver. And oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a shout-out to the Penrith Panthers with Happy Coruscant and... Um, uh, Nathan Cleary. 100%, Jimmy. And one's at the back end of his career and one's at the start of, of where maybe the upward curve of his career. And They really miss Mahoney. It's a big miss. Yeah. He was the, he was the Bulldogs' best. Um, that didn't take a whole lot 
to be the Bulldogs' best. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to them. We'll get to them. 